Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to The Nation, that's Barbecue Nation, I'm JT, along with my Hall of Fame co-host, uh, Ms. Leanne Whippen. Uh, Dave and Chris are slithering around the back doing whatever they are doing, and we would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And speaking of such things, Will Homer, the COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef, has joined us again today. Um, I like to keep an eye on, obviously, the commodities markets and the beef market and that because I'm interested in it. And I know our listeners are interested in it. But also, we got to eat. So we got to know if we're going to get some cows in the store. Well, welcome. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me today. You don't, you don't sound very fired up today. Usually, you're oh. all gregarious. Yeah, well, you know, it's been one of those. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a sleeper, I guess, today. I don't know. It's just going to wake me up. Um, well, and that's Gabrielle's <laughs> job. I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not going there. Anyway, what's going on in the cattle business? Well, I don't know. I'm getting so tired of talking about change then, and I'm not seeing it anywhere. I, I'm just, I don't know what to think. In fact, I, I'm going to get on the road next week and get a feel for uh, what's going on out there. Cause you see, as you see my picture behind me, it's beautiful here. I don't like to leave here. It's nice and quiet and there's nothing crazy going on, but um, I got to get out on the street and see what's going on. It seems like uh, the pressure's building on the live animal side quite a bit. There's uh, quite a bit of uh, increased value to the producer, which is a good thing. Um, the packer as a packer, I have to give a lot more money for cattle than I have in the past. And so my cost of goods have gone up quite a bit. And it seems like, I don't know what's happening in the retail. I don't know what's happening in the grocery store. If they're moving or it's changing or it's even selling, it's just, it's just been, it's been a weird, it's just been a weird spring. Well, so, I will say that I see beef in the store. Beef prices yeah. have gone down in Florida. Wow. Yeah. Not substantially, but you know, they have their loss leaders, of course. But um I see it kind of going down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So as you see, you see the big national guys report because they have they have uh stocks and things, the stock owners and things they report to, you know, and they're all they're all saying waking up to the fact that it's costing them a lot more money for the cattle they have and and their cost of of uh, operations are a lot higher than they have been. So if that's going to result in a higher cost of the grocer or the grocer is going to push back and sell more pork because it's still free. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I can, I can give you your um, old buddy, Jeff's uh, spy observation on the retail level here. Yeah. 
Um, my wife came home the other day. She went out and did some shopping. She let me sleep in that morning, which was great. Something I rarely get to do. She came back in. She goes, you know, the store was really weird. She went to two different stores. And I said, how's that? And she goes, well, you're going to go back there in a couple hours. I know you will. So why don't you, <laughs> why don't you look and then tell me. And we talked about this before, but this was more kind of in, in indicative of what we saw partway through the pandemic. There was a lot of certain products, a lot of pork, except they didn't have any ribs. Okay. There wasn't a rib to be found for uh, the Memorial Memorial Day. Yeah. But, and I, that was not to get off in the weeds here, but I was like, what beef department manager or what meat department manager, excuse me, wouldn't order more ribs for Memorial Day, you know, 4th of July, that type of thing. It didn't make any sense to me. When I went to the store, I actually asked the meat guy and he got real testy with me. No, no ribs, no ribs. I'm like, okay. But there was a ton of, they were selling pork tenderloins package of two for $2.99. Not a pound, $2.99. I told you it was free. Yeah. (laughs) So I bought some, of course. Um, And then other things, you know, just bulk packaged meats, you know, chicken, pork, beef, whatever. Those are, you know, they're never the best cuts. You know, when they do those family packs that like that, but they're okay. There was a lot of those. There was a small amount of pre-cut steaks. And then in the and in the glass counter, you know, where the, you think you're really getting exceptional service, but they're just pulling them out <laughs> and throwing them on the scale for you. But you know, it's it's like there was a fair amount in there, but there was holes in there. Okay. Uh, there was no, uh, there was no tenderloins. Uh, there was no New York's. There was some ribeyes, but there was no New York's. All right. And so I thought, well, that's weird. It just looked weird. Their produce, there was big holes in their produce department. Um, and to me, you know, I grew up working in a grocery store for a while there. You shouldn't really be out of radishes. You know what I mean? And that type of thing. So we went to another store in another little town just north of us, Camby, you know, and uh, went to the Fred Myers there and it was about the same. And I, so I don't know what the hell was going on. And it wasn't just because it was a holiday weekend. Cause usually those guys have stuff stacked in the aisles for a holiday weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's my, worthless observation for you but it's uh certain things a lot of like you said a lot of pork i mean you could buy uh pork butts for dollar 79 you know um chops and that they were still under three bucks and so you know there's a lot of pork like you said yeah but the beef it was a fair amount, but not what you're used to seeing yeah. in in those stores. And I don't know the yeah. reason for it because you go other places and they're full. So, okay, Svengali, tell me what you think about that. 
No, I think distribution's still broken. I think mm-hmm. I really do. I think these warehouses and and all this, even though you're talking about a enclosed system, I guess with Fred Meyer and Kroger and such, but I think that people in warehouses are probably going to be the last positions to fill. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be the last place I'd want to have to go work. But it refrigerated, it's cold, it's dark, you know, all those things, and so. Um, I I think that I think when we go to a grocery store today, we see things that are broken that are distribution related, just can't get stuff from point A to point B. Well, you can't have when you're facing a shelf and most people knows what knows what know what that means. Sorry, didn't add the extra S in there, but you can't have 10 rows of Nally's chili the original chili, and then six rows of pot or six rows of turkey chili or whatever the different stuff there is. They're just filling shelves, but the choices are getting more limited in some of that or are are limited right now, I should say, Um, because I know they're still producing those products. Leanne, when you're in Florida, did you notice that? Have you noticed anything like that in the... No, I haven't. And, And I guess my question on the distribution is, why is it that Amazon doesn't seem to have a problem? <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, Amazon's got there. <laughs> I think they're, I, well, you know, they got a problem of their own, but the, the other, that's the side where they said, well, we have warehouses we're not going to open, where we have warehouses, we have facilities we're not going to fill. We the, got one right are, across the freeway here. Yeah, they've got a couple in Seattle they've built, and they're not they're not going to put any people in them because they've just overspent, right? They've uh-huh. over over because they are big. But uh-huh. um, I don't I don't buy food. Do you buy food through Amazon, Leanne? To see no, what, what I they don't. give you, so just other goodies. No, I know yeah. because I got I got an Amazon package coming every day this week, and I've even. <laughs> Even clicked on the consolidate button and it still didn't put them together. I don't know what I did, but <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I am curious, you know, uh, I am curious as to how they do with the food side of things and, and who's filling that for them. But um, yeah, it's I, probably I, different. Yeah, I think they got some pretty cushy, you know, that's all brand new, right? And it's all. If you got a choice, you're going to work for Amazon. They advertise on TV. They're going to put me through college and they're going to give me the best wages and they're going to do all that. Or I can work in a grocery uh, scenario where there's, you know, I mean, you ever been in the back of a grocery store? Oh, yeah. It's It's just pleasant. (laughs) The distributor is actually more is better than that. But it's, you know, it's got that smell and it's cold and it's dark and it's it's all that sticky Mm -hmm. floor sticky, you know, and all that. Yeah. Well, with Amazon, because I did work for them for a while. You and I have talked about that. And. uh, They're dry goods. I don't I don't mean like fan belts or towels or something like that, but I'm talking about in the food side, spices, dry goods, rubs, uh, pre-packaged barbecue sauces, Worcestershire, whatever, you know, we, I actually do buy some seasonings and stuff through Amazon that I can't get, uh, at a regular basis anymore at the grocery store. So I buy three packs and four packs and stuff like that. I know they have a they have a fresh fruit food option in some areas of the country. Uh, we don't have it here, so I can't speak to that. But well, you know, that's because th- I think they own Whole Foods, 
right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So but you're right. It's different. In, and they're dealing with, you know, I mean, food is totally different. It doesn't have a long shelf life, especially produce or whatever. So they aren't dealing with all the ramifications that are involved with, you know, distribution on that level. So um, we're, we are going to take a break here and be back with Will Homer on Barbecue Nation and, and Miss Leanne right after mm -hmm. this. Don't go away. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. We thank you for listening and letting um, the Hall of Famer and myself and Mr. Homer into your ears and homes today. We appreciate that very much. If you'd like to email us, just send it somewhere. We'll find it. Uh, you, you can send it to barbecuenationjt.com and we will get it and we will respond. Although I feel bad. I say that every show. And then about two weeks ago, I got an email from uh, a listener. And I lost it and oh, I can't really? find it. And I wanted to respond to the, uh, the gentleman and I couldn't do it. So I'm going to keep looking, whoever you are out there. Anyway, <laughs> we're on Facebook and and uh, Twitter and Instagram and Spotify and all that stuff. And we're killing them with impressions and stuff. And Leanne's out there on social media much more than I am. So you can find us. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking with Will Homer, CEO of uh, Painted Hills Natural Beef. Great product. Terrific product. Hey, all right. We're going to bring back that. Uh, I'll get this special. out of the way. Yeah, we're going to bring back that special. Yeah, sure. Okay. Love I don't even that. know what it is. It was 15% off. Well, all right. Okay. <laughs> What's the code, Jeff? Do you remember what the code is? It was BBQ Nation. BBQ Nation. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So we can Absolutely. do that. We'll We'll start letting everybody know that. Well, you got Father's Day coming up. You got Fourth of July coming up. You've got summer barbecues. You bet. Uh, and uh, yeah, it'll get that's right. That's a to distributor. That's a distributor I can kick, you know, get them going. And so we'll get those. We'll get some action out of them. Yeah. Yeah. There just like that. Just get them in the cheeks, so to speak. There you go. Yeah. You're not there dealing you with salmon cheeks. Um, I don't think people realize, and we've talked about it many times when you've been on the show here, and I'm not going to give any numbers. That's up to you. But I was reading the sheet you sent me last week. Uh oh. And, you know, when I remember just like a few year, handful of years ago, and some of the, let, let me give you a, a, a made up example. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, just a flank steak. All right. Yes. Flank steak was never, one of the 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 choice, the big primal pieces, you know, it's like right. that type of thing. Right. But but if I'm not mistaken, that over the last 10 years, that price has almost doubled. Oh, at least, yes. A yeah. Like that. And so, and you've got, you know, same thing, feed cost, production cost, uh packer cost. Demand. 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 But, People the, have learned to eat it. So when I when I started 20 years ago. Here, I didn't know anything about beef and as far as the pieces, parts and all those things. And I have an uh, uh, ag economics degree, economics, right? Supply and demand. That's the first thing you learn. 
And so uh, what I learned was in the the big four at the time, it was four different ones than it is today, but it was the big four. They drove the market and they sold the primary primals, the the four rounds off the rear, the two chuck, the chuck and the clod and the chuck tenders off the front and the ribs and strips and tenders, all the sexy stuff in the middle. Those were the items that paid for the steer. Mm-hmm. And then everything else was called the credit item. And I never understood what the heck did they mean by credit item? And what they were, they were pricing it based on the whole value of the carcass, uh, tri-tips, uh, flanks, skirts, all those things were two to $3 a pound. They were cheap. They were just get them gone, get them out of the way. We'll focus on paying for this steer with the ribeyes and the tenders and the, and the, and the chucks. And remember the cattle were 82 cents a pound total live cattle. They weighed 1200 pounds. They weighed eight, they cost 82 cents a pound live. And, and so that's how the industry kind of was back then. Beef was cheaper and, and it, that's the way it went. And so when I stepped in here, we were kind of in the beginnings of uh, something new with Painted Hills. Uh, 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 Mel Coleman had started the idea with wild oats and whole foods in Denver, do cattle without hormones, without antibiotics. Uh, Doc and Connie Hatfield were starting to yeah. drive the country natural. And we're talking 60 head of cattle once a week. We're, this is this that's the kind of that was the beginnings of any kind of branded put your name on product at all and do something different. And and that's the values they were. And then I came in here and sat down and said, I'm not going to say I changed the world, but I but I sit down and I said, Well, gosh, if if I have customers who want uh 25 cases of flanks a week and I can only make seven. Maybe I ought to charge more than three fifty. Why? Why do you get away with three fifty if they, if you have this many people asking for it? Right. So we started pushing those numbers in the middle there. Those those credit items and and I've uh, you know and and then the industries followed. We have bistros today instead of steakhouses. We have you know short ribs used to be short ribs. We collected them in the freezer and then sold them to the warehouse that we stored at, hoping they would find an exporter to send them to or something, because nobody knew how to do with a short rib here in the States. And now they're they're like gold, right? They're right. selling yeah. a, a bone in that bone in short rib you showed us behind you there a minute yeah. ago is uh, $7 and 50% of it is bone. So Crazy. that's the that's the market that we've we've generated over time. And and on the other side of that. I have messed that up in the past. One time flanks, uh, I got flanks to $9.99 and I went right on thinking this is, you know, we just demand is demand and away we go. And I priced them out of the counter. And what happened was as soon as I priced them out of the counter and and, and it happened to everybody all at once, it was weird. It was a weird thing because we work with lots of retailers scattered all over the Northwest and and the country. And they all dumped it at the same time. So I had all the flanks in my lap at the same time. We might have been talking about only about 50 cases, but 50 cases a week, five cases, five weeks in a row gets to be a big problem in a hurry. Right. Uh-huh. But but once you lost, once I lost that space for flanks in the case and the meat guy said, I'm not buying them. And he filled that spot in. I had to drop the price all the way down below generic to buy my way back in that case. to get back and start over again and start the march over again. So right now, 
as we talk about cattle have reached dollar eighty, not just eighty, but a dollar eighty. Mm-hmm. And and my flanks and some of my sexies, uh, tri tip and the flanks and such, you see them on that list up in the nines, right? Right. I'm scared to go to twelve, although I need to pay for this carcass somehow. I'm scared to go on because I'm scared that I'm going to lose the, I'm going to buy my, I'm going to fall out of the case again right. and have to buy myself back in and start over. And we're going to pick this up on the other side of break because I got too long winded there, but <laughs> we're going to be back with Will Homer, COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef, Miss Leanne and myself right after this. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. We just happen to have Will Homer on the show with us today. That is beef the way nature intended. And they have really uh, beefed up haha, their <laughs> online store. So if you go to PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com and you pick an order, pick some, you know, whatever you want, T-bones, what have you. When you go to check out, there's a little thing on the bottom left end of your screen. Type in BBQ Nation uh, and you get 15% off. You heard it you here bet. first. Here, you and, bet. You bet. And also, I want to tell you about because uh, certain holidays are coming up pig powder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Leanne, this is an infomercial show here today, folks. Uh, yes, Miss Leanne's dad, um, whose nickname was Trim Tab, created this uh, wonderful dry rub called uh pig powder i've used it did you get it, it any is, yet will i did it's delicious yeah yeah really real thinks it's a hit too so well, it's yeah you. very good Appreciate very good it. you bet it really uh, it really is a good rub i'm not just saying that because my dad developed it but one best rub on the planet amongst a lot of other re- awards and a lot of my friends that compete use it and that says a lot because you know they're competing and they've tried a lot of products out there so it, it really is. So you can go to pigpowder.com and I will personally ship it out for you because that's what I do all day long. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good. And check this out. Somebody actually, you know how I tease her and say she'll sign an autograph or autograph a picture for you. Somebody yeah. asked her for one of those. Yep. <laughs> I ordered my pig powder, but I didn't see a way that I could ask for an autograph. And so anyway, awesome. but there is a... um you know, an email thing that we get. So if you have any questions regarding it, you know, just go to our site. And awesome. Pigpowder.com. So there you go. Yeah, Painted Hills yeah. Beef and pigpowder.com. Uh, it's quite the deal. Um, mm-hmm. And you can find us on social media, but we were talking about retailers and different things in the previous segment. And <clears throat> you've always painted hills, not to sound redundant, but has always held quality kind of your first priority. 
Yes. Uh, I know that's how your dad did it when he when he started Painted Hills with the other ranchers, and they did that, and they they higher quality of meat because people will pay for quality uh, products. Well, we want consistency. We want to we want you to yeah. know what you're going to get. You're you're going to be confident when you buy it that you had a good experience last time, and you're going to have a good experience the next time. And so we want consistency, and we want it to be good, of course, but. Yeah, we want it to be, um, it's it's kind of, that's kind of how we built the thing, so. Now, besides my relationship with you guys, I can honestly say that I have tried and been sent samples of, and I even gave you some samples of <clears throat> some beef that came from, not of this world, and <laughs> I, it, it, uh, it really is amazing. So our tradition for Christmas is, you know, bone in prime rib. And it was the most amazing prime rib that my whole family and every year. So we're comparing. Yes. And it was the best prime rib that we've ever had. It was just oh, remarkable. And um, yeah, you might pay a smidgen more than, you know, commodity stuff. It is so worth it. So worth it. I, oh, I, I'm, thank I'm you. guessing now that that's why people like to come to my house at Christmas. They're, they're not particularly <laughs> interested in my smiley face, but they know they're going to get uh painted Hills prime rib and they line up at the front door. We're going to have to make sell tickets or something going yeah, forward. You, you said your family shows up with Tupperware though. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's the best. Yeah, they do. They they come in and I won't see them all year and they'll come in and they'll say, oh, I thought I'd bring this back for you. you know, <laughs> like a dollar fifty piece of Tupperware that I bought at the, the Dollar General or whatever, store. which is now a buck fifty general. Oh, but the point funny. is, is then I don't see it for another year. So yeah. there you go. There you go. The, the gosh. What are the you're in a non enviable enviable position will at times <laughs> yeah I, I would say it's quite trying i'm sure when you sit oh, in yeah. a board meeting yes or you're talking to i've been to a lot of events with you and you're talking to not only people that work with painted hills but other ranchers and stuff and the the if you've been around ranchers um which I grew up around, they were always, oh, the price of fuel is killing me. This was back in the 60s and 70s when I was a yeah. kid. You know, they're, oh, yeah. the price, oh, the feed price is going to, I don't know how I'm going to make any money. It hasn't yeah. changed. Nope. That attitude Same hasn't thing. changed. They're great people, but they bitch yep. a lot. <laughs> so, well, they don't, they don't control any of their costs, right? And they don't control their sales. Yeah. They don't, they, I mean, they can't sell things. They, you know, they, when the rubber hits the road, they sell a steer just like the neighbor does and everybody else. And they need to differentiate the best they can and they can they can where they can. And they and some are doing a really good job and some are still doing the same thing they've been doing. But that's the that's their biggest uh that's the biggest thing working against them is they don't control their sale. But they're they're right now, I think we're just kind of breaking free to kind of catch up with all those costs we've talked about over the past how long years i mean they feel yeah. like they've been beat up now for years which they have and so money's kind of gonna come their way but boy the next guy in line the corn price because of this war thing and and the fuel and the expenses and the, oh my goodness i it just i don't know who there's nowhere in the in the chain yet to find the slack 
that to you know the 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 rope's tight and it's going to get tighter and and it either needs to pull the consumer along and get them to pay more i i don't know i just don't know where they're open the, sl- the slack in the rope is or or we just get more cattle people out of the business which is hard because you know we've talked about you talked about last time we're at the lowest cattle number since 1962 but in 1962 we had a i think a, a fed steer was a thousand pounds and uh you know and today a fed steer is 1600 pounds a, a, a hormone a regular generic steer in nebraska is 1600 pounds i'm not right. doing anything like that but yeah that's the difference so well that was my next question and you kind of touched on it is there enough cattle because pat from cattle facts the the bovine version of carfax gave a speech last year (laughs) (laughs) your your deal last year and (laughs) i love that And he said, we're going to be a million heads short. And I, I was sitting behind him because I was oh. trying to stay out of the way. And I went, a million head? That's a lot of, yeah. that's a lot of beef on the hoof, man. Is there, enough uh, ca- is there enough cattle? We export. I think the, the United States has gotten up to export 18% of the beef they produce. Yeah. So you and the United States just have to outbid the, the export market, which is pretty easy um, to get 18% back. That's that's a big deal. One million is uh, a week and a half's production. So um, I'm not going to run the calculator here, but it, it, yeah, it'll balance out. It's okay. It's yeah. Where do we export from Australia? Export to two? You mean is it, from, we're going to? I'm sorry. Export, import, it, like import, import. Said- Import. And we yeah. export we export beef and we import beef both. And it's because the fact that we have so many different types of beef that come off a carcass. So we export a lot of beef to Asia and mm-hmm. uh value, high value items. Uh and items we taught the Japanese years ago to eat chuck rolls, ribeyes, short ribs, briskets, some things that this was a long time ago. Shame and they they Shame slice real thin. See, yeah, see? Now, all of a sudden, brisket's, gl- you know, but but way back when, the brisket was the same way. We'd wait for them to ball up in the freezer and then sell them to somebody who could sell them to Texas for a dollar and a half a pound because right. nobody knew what to do with them. Mm-hmm. So then now they've worked on China because they think China was going to be the answer. And so they've worked on China. But when they worked on China, they taught them to eat more of the whole carcass as a whole, not all together, but the round meat and the- right chuck meat along with the middle meats because in china uh, years ago this was before covid this i don't have any recent examples but i listened to a guy on here that talks about china all the time they would take that nice big heavy t-bone that we we eat here and we try to uh, 10 years ago i consumed the whole thing right well in china they take that big thing like that they throw it on the table there in front of you for 300 dollars, and then four or five people eat on it and so that's we've taught them to eat we've taught them to eat beef but um and then and then export we don't export a lot of cattle to the eu and such their uh eu has pretty strict protection they're protectionists they protect their own industry protect their own uh people there you know you you can't talk about tariffs and all that stuff anymore but there is 
Um, and then we send livers and, and some other non-typical items to Egypt. And we sell lots of other non-typical items to Mexico. I think Mexico process further processes and it sells it back to us really. But, um, and then we import uh. lean beef, uh, which is, which is, uh, like that crap I brought over to you. Worn out cows, <laughs> worn out dairy cows, which we harvest here in the States, about a hundred thousand a week. But we, we also bring lean beef from Australia, New Zealand, Brazil now. Uh, beef that we wouldn't grill. You wouldn't you couldn't chew it to grill right. it. You mm-hmm. you grind that to go with the fat, the excess fat we make here in the States, and that fills in some of the demand for hamburgers. Oh, so we we have a huge demand for hamburger and mm-hmm. our hamburgers gone up in value a little bit because actually Japan has moved to eating more hamburger. They figured out we've been fooling them into eating rib steaks all this time. And now <laughs> they figured out hamburgers cheaper. So they're buying more hamburger and grind items now, too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm rumbling on. Stop. No, no, no. That that makes a lot of sense. But speaking of not working, we got to take a break so we don't have to work too hard. And we're going to be back with Will Homer from Painted Hills Natural Beef right after this. Oh, goodness. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with um, Ms. Leanne Whippin. Uh, she's been a busy girl. You can see her on QVC. She's been out oh. there smiling. Yeah. yeah. She's had uh, several appearances on there lately, working with her folks at Pit Boss, and uh, it's a wonderful thing. And, and uh, the day I flew back, I did more training for my food truck and then opened up my food truck on Saturday. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. She's a go-getter. I'll tell you that. Oh, there she go. runs circles around me. So awesome. and that's not very hard to do. They're just big yeah. circles, though, to get around. <laughs> <me>. so, <laughs> anyway, we're talking with Will Homer from uh, Painted Hills Natural Beef. You know, <clears throat> I don't want the listeners to think that it's all doom and gloom. It's not. I don't think it is. We tend to cycle through these things every few years, and then we come out on the other side. Changes are made some procedural changes that are made along the way, but you know, there's still going to be painted Hills and, and other quality meats on the shelf for them. Is that not true? I, you're talking about an industry that's awful big and it's got awful deep pockets. And we were talking about earlier, talking about a board member sitting around a board boardroom at a board table and they've been doing it for 25 years. Mm-hmm. They're still the same people today than they were that they were 25 years ago. There's no war chest. There's no buckets of background, background money. There's just, a, we've been in a scramble and a struggle to be in business for 25 years. And it's going to be that way. That's the commodity business. That's the industry we're in. Mm-hmm. So when you get in these downturns that go with the upturns, yeah, we went through an upturn recently. That was a good, that was a good uh, year and a half. This is a downturn that we don't know yet where the bottom is. 
And that's the side that's the the biggest question is this isn't just we're down here in a uh, a week or two. We we've been down quite a while and we don't and we're on still on that trajectory. So and we kind of put it in print uh, next month when we buy calves next month, we'll buy calves for beef for next April. Mm-hmm. And that'll be it'll be set in stone at that point. The, the decision's made. So the decision's made to how many head of cattle and how many head of cattle will you need when and how much will you have to sell it for? Part of that reason, though, those same people for the last 25 years, it's to me, it's self-explanatory. If you just look at the picture behind Will, when they can live in that beautiful country, yeah, it gets a little cold in the winter and hot in the summer and it's kind of dry, but it's the most scenic place. And there's a lot of freedom uh, that goes with that as far as, you know, Costco isn't come to fossil anytime soon. Do you so. think that, you know, with the presidential election looming, um, that that affects the pricing? Like everyone's worried about costs and, you know, how, how much food is and, you know, these candidates might push for lower food prices as part of their uh platform how will they how will they do that i don't know usually when they talk about it like when biden talks about oh he's gonna get gas to go down we know how he does that he pulls it out of the reserve whatever but um i don't know is what they say does the industry try to follow suit and make us believers or (laughs) what is it I don't so know. politics I don't... really doesn't affect it as I guess. I don't question. know. I don't I have a you know, let's talk about fuel for just a half a second. We do mm-hmm. the we have a fuel jobber here in Fossil. My parents do it. It sells uh, about uh two semi loads of, of uh fuel a week. It used to sell 10. And when it did, that's how Painted Hills had the money to get started. And and but anyhow, my point is. Barrels today are under 80 bucks and fuel is $4 at the pump. Go back in time, we used to pay, we used to pay a $1.70 with $4 fuel. So there's other costs that have eaten that margin up. And I don't know, I'm not going to begrudge anybody and say they've they've they're putting in their pocket. I'm just going to say there's other costs that have eaten that a lot, eaten that up. That's the same kind of pressures we're dealing with when it takes. When we take that steer off that mountain back there in the back and put him in a place to make him weigh 1,500 pounds and make him edible, make him eat, have the best eating experience you've had, those costs have increased just like that fuel cost. And used to feed a, we used to take that steer off that mountain for 55 cents a pound gain. And today we put him on and we, we give him a $2 a pound gain. Wow, and he gains and he gains uh, five hundred pounds, and that's the cost that's just really eating us up. How do we get that money back? The corn guy has to have bumper crop, and he has to be he has to be swimming in corn. Now, the downside to that, I spent some time with some corn guys out of the Midwest about two months ago, and they're the same farmer. They're saying, "Good God, I hope it doesn't get below five bucks because we'll never make it work at that." Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're the they're a farmer, they're a commodity guide set against a commodity guy. So there right. we are. Yep. Absolutely. Um <clears throat> Will is gonna stick around for after hours. Don't forget that you can now get 
Painted Hills Beef uh, Barbecue Nation discount by going to Painted Hills Natural. I had a question, and then we're almost yes. out of time. What is the – there's a couple ways people can get online and go to, you know, naturalbeef.com or whatever. Yeah, what? natural-beef.com because we got beat to naturalbeef.com, sorry, somebody else. It's paintedhillsbeef.com or paintedhillsnaturalbeef.com. So I don't do phnb.com because somebody's got it scalped and they want $25,000 out of me to buy it. And I want want you. And they've had it for for 20 years. And they're still still waiting. (laughs) Maybe you should send me to talk to them. They've had it for 20 years and they're still holding out. Yeah, uh, we had we had that good year a couple of years ago, and I said, "Mess, I'm going to give them fifteen hundred bucks and get them to go away. I'm going to take my name." Mm, they didn't oh, budge. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, now that we got everybody fired up uh, for there the barbecue go. season mm-hmm. coming up, well, we are going to get out of here because we're out of time for the regular show. But Will is going to stick around for after hours. That's always the fun part. Uh, Miss Leanne's food truck is open. Don't forget about her mm-hmm. pig powder and. Um, me i just got a new hawaiian shirt so that's the big <laughs> highlights of the week anyway we thank you for listening will thanks for being with us leanne great you job as always and we'll be back next week with another edition of barbecue nation take care everybody Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.